Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasters have a myopic view of metrics, often putting the greatest import on statistics that matter the least to the people who matter the most, our listeners. Here's how to do better for your show. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. People, listeners, are attracted to popular podcasts. Yet other people, podcasters like us, do very little to promote our show's popularity. Hmm. How do we get around that? See, people people like doing things that other people are doing. Not always. If you're anything like me, you enjoy finding that weird, obscure band or that book that nobody else has read and being a taste setter, trend setter, taste maker, trend setter. But for the majority of people, they get great comfort in knowing the things that they are consuming, other people are also consuming. We're uh, that's how we're built, <laughs> just genetically. We're made up to do these things. Sure, we have individual rights and freedoms, and I get all that. But collectively, if you look at people, we tend to do things that other people like to do. What does that all mean for us as podcasters? Well, if we think about what happens with radio, television, other sorts of offline media that we consume all the time, either for entertainment or educational purposes or just whatever we want to do, the popularity of those things are gauged by something called, well, in America, we have an audience measurement service called Nielsen Audience Metrics that measures ours, and they also do it for other countries as well, but every country or lots of other countries have their own version of that. So radio and television, that's how they calculate their popularity, kind of like we podcasters calculate it based on number of downloads or other sorts of metrics. But just like offline radio and media, TV, outdoor stuff, Human beings don't look at those Nielsen numbers. Human beings, other than podcasters, don't look at download numbers. Those aren't, those aren't helpful for us. Those aren't helpful for, for listeners, for consumers is what I mean to say. While a handful of people might look at these Nielsen numbers, nobody else does. We, we instead pick up on popularity of shows because other people are talking about them. Because it's kind of in the air. There are Reddit forums and Discord servers and everything else set up for all of these bigger show people talk about. And that's how we gauge popularity. Now, that's on the offline world. In the online world, things like social media have us beat hands down, specifically YouTube. Big time has us beat. A regular watcher, someone who doesn't want to be making content, but actually consuming content, can gauge the popularity of a video channel, the YouTube channel, by looking at how many views the videos get. Now, yeah, I know those numbers are skewed. They can gauge the popularity of the channel based on how many subscribers are shown, which is questionable. By the way, Podcast Pontifications uh, YouTube channel only has 25 subscribers, so you could be one of the first if you wanted to do that. Same across all social media. We have followers and likes. 
We have retweets, a count of those things, an account of the number of comments. We have this thing called ratioed now. People really want to know the content they're engaging with is worth their time before they engage with it, before they even sample it. I'm sorry, podcasters, but we are not immune to that. People want to know if the show is popular. They also want to know if content is good. Right? They, maybe they want to know things like, is there a sufficient amount to keep me going? Maybe that's something else that listeners want to look at. But again, listeners really look at things differently than we do when they are gauging whether or not a show is popular and whether it fits for them. All we have, all we have are what? Ratings and reviews inside of apps? Well, sure, it's there for some apps. I remain skeptical that any significant number of people go to the app store and choose their listening by what's got the most ratings and reviews. I've said that for years. However, I'm changing my tune a little bit, thinking about this less from a what can ratings and reviews in the app do for you as a podcaster, answer, not much, to what can you do as a podcaster with those ratings and reviews for your podcast. Hmm, maybe something more we can do. Specifically, I think we can use these public-facing data to our advantage. We can. But just not on that particular platform. Look, they're public-facing data. So we can take those public-facing data and utilize them by putting our best foot forward in the concept of social proof. Not just socially, but just overall giving people warm fuzzies about our show. Here's what I mean by that. I have in the past said, don't worry about asking people for ratings and reviews on your podcast. There's other, other calls to action you can ask them for. And, and I'm not sure I'm stepping away from that totally, but I might be stepping back from it a bit. Because I think if you do have a dedicated group of people who can do a ratings and reviews blitz. In fact, let's call this whole thing a ratings and review blitz and harvest. Because it's got to be both of those things, blitz and harvest. Get a whole bunch of people, 10 people, 100 people, whatever the number is, and have them go do ratings and reviews of your show. Hopefully honest opinions. I'm not asking you to fake anything. But then once they've done that, it's your job to harvest that content. Harvest that content and put it where it can do some good. Not just people who have already found your show in a podcast listening app, but somewhere else, like your website. If you've got a really good rating and review from someone, take a screenshot. Put it up on your site. This is what people have to say about my show. When you get a great rating or review, share it on your social channels. Take a screenshot and share that image with a link saying, ah, look how great this is. People love my show. Share it out with people. Also, when we're thinking about sharing data points, sharing data with potential listeners, I mean, a quick question for you. I mean, it, it's, it comes down to what you think is most important. So what do you think mo is most impressive from these two very real numbers? If I was to say to you, now I know that you're a working podcaster, so your brain works a little bit differently than most people. But if I was to say, I've had almost 34,000 all-time downloads. That's one number. That's one thing. That's a big number. But all-time downloads, eh. Or if I were to say to you, I have nearly 1,200 unique podcasters listening to podcast pontifications. And in the last four weeks, that happened. 1,200 people, 1,200 active working podcasters listened 
to some podcast pontifications over the last four weeks, 1,200 people or 34,000 downloads in an all time. I mean, it's pretty clear which one of those means something more to human beings. So I think that's the second thing you do. Celebrate the number of people, number of people who have engaged with your content and listened to your show in the last 28 days or something along those lines. I think it's also super smart for you to, um, you know, getting a getting pop, showcasing your popularity is you can also showcase your popularity by trying your best to get on as a guest on other podcasts that are in your niche. That's another way that popularity is maybe not measured by numbers, but people are listening to something else somewhere and they go, oh, I didn't hear about this person before. They must be popular. They're on this show I listen to regularly. That's a good way to pimp out your own popularity. And also, don't forget the non-podcasty content, not just audio, right? You can write articles. You can do videos. You can do lots of different things to gain that exposure to show how popular you and your show and the content you share have. Put it somewhere else. Don't just publish it on your own. Go find places which will accept your article and accept your video and publish for them. Magazines, articles, all those sorts of things. The smart ways I think we can milk as I have said, our podcast popularity for all it's worth. Now, I'm going to make a rare request, a rare request. I don't normally do this, but pretty please, if you would, go to ratethispodcast.com slash podpont. There you will see places where you can rate and review this show. Now, I, I need some specific help. Stitcher? Stitcher is still around. They still do ratings and reviews. I have zero people who've rated and reviewed the show on Stitcher. Um, Podchaser, I'm there. I've got 11 people have rated and reviewed the show on Podchaser and a whopping 20 on Apple Podcasts. I, no, if I, what I'd like to do is start putting some of my own efforts into play here. So anytime, if you review one of in one of those places, I will actually put it on my website. I'm going to redesign the website. Well, not redesign, relay out the homepage to accommodate this popularity section with my the download numbers, not the downloads, but the audience numbers I mentioned previously, plus these. Ratings and review numbers, doing all that stuff. Hopefully this week. So please, ratethispodcast.com slash podpont. Ratethispodcast.com slash podpont. That's it. See you tomorrow for another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit 
donations for abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.